Hello and welcome to another edition of Fides Podcast. My name is Jerry Serino and I'm your host and I'm here with talent on loan from Rush. I'm also here with another great talent, Alan Jacoby. Alan is the uh, host of the Great Divide Podcast. He is very outspoken in a good way. We love that. And uh, he also, uh, if you're a cigar lover, uh, he's someone you definitely want to talk to. And uh, we're going to talk about a bunch of stuff today. Alan, thanks for being here. Jerry, nice to be here. How are you? Absolutely. I'm fantastic. It's Friday. Uh, looking forward to the weekend. and uh, But lots and lots going on uh, in the news today. Today is the 14th of October. This is recorded. So just so you have a re- people have a reference of what's happening, a lot going on with January 6th. Uh, they just voted to subpoena President Trump. And I want to talk about that, and I want to talk about a bunch of other things, too, if we have enough time. But I, I want to start, which I always like to do, is to get to know my guests a little bit and for my listeners to get to know you as well. So tell me about your background. What's your background? When did you start your show? When you know? When did you get into to selling Patriot, the Patriot Cigar Company? And uh, just be curious to know all that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I have a... Uh... A, a, a long, extensive, uh, I guess, life experience. But as as far as my show, I started it um, about two years ago because I was one of those Facebook fugitives that I would say something, nothing outlandish. I, I wasn't conspiratorial, but it didn't matter at that point. I was a conservative leaning voice and I was speaking, uh, you know, obvious truth and people didn't like it and they'd report me. And then I'd get a 30-day jail sentence, another 30-day jail sentence, and then a couple accounts went away, and friends of mine were like, hey, you should start a podcast. So I said, you know what? I'm going to do it. And Jerry, what started out as a hobby, what most podcasters start out as, it's a full-time job. And, it, and it's a full-time job that really doesn't make me any money, but I'm so into the messaging because of what's going on in America. Another reason I called my show The Great Divide because that's what we have. We have this great divide, and that comes from what I call the swamp trolls in Congress with their propaganda arm, the mainstream media. They want us and Americans as Republicans and Democrats, you know, liberals, conservatives to divide us and to keep us fighting because that that makes them money, that keeps them relevant. And unfortunately, we all are in we're, we're all in this fight, whether we like it or not. And I, I, my show is, has more become to get people to rationally think on their own, question everything, believe nothing of what you hear, half of what you see, come up with your own opinions because, well, objective journalism is dead. Mainstream media is dead. Jerry, shows like yours and like mine, regular Americans with a blessed to have platforms, we are the news now. But we're not manipulated by cash. We're not news anchors. We're not news actors. We're just regular people, you and I, and so many other podcasters in this digital information war. We're digital soldiers. That's what we've become. And we're trying to get the message out and help so many people, whether we have the midterms coming up. We're less than a month away. And my message is get out and get involved. Don't donate to the Republican Party. Donate to America First candidates. And that, to me, is what this is all about. We have a country to save. And starting to save it is coming up the midterm elections. And as much as I can direct people to do the right thing to get involved, that's what I'm doing now. 
Yeah, it sounds exactly like the same reasons I started mine. Same kind of thing is uh, just, hey, you know, I, I call myself, I may be small and insignificant in the scheme of things, but I'm a soldier and every army needs needs every soldier they can get. Yeah, so you, you, had, you mentioned about, you know, people believing things and, you know, so quick to believe. And we, there, we've seen that. To me, we've seen that so apparent in regards to COVID-19, for example, and people just automatically believing everything that someone who's considered an expert or someone who's in the government says never questions it and they just do it. Some of us question it and, and just, you know, and we, we end up being right almost every time we end up being right about the things that we had questions about, you know, besides what we do, which we're doing, you know, hopefully I think we're both doing great stuff. How, how do we stop the censorship? I mean, there, I I'm suspended from YouTube right now for another two weeks and I'm just me. I'm just a small little nobody. You know, I, I don't even post on YouTube anymore because I had gotten two strikes on my main channel, which I didn't have a lot of subscribers. It was under 2000, but I saw the writing on the wall. They were removing, uh, content, removing shows and it just wasn't worth it to me. So, you know, I, I, uh, went on rumble and I have to say like I, I had two Facebook pages, you know, podcast pages that I had that were taken down. And then I guess all of a sudden they just let up on me because my page now has tremendous engagement and I do lives, my show's live. So I do live streaming on Facebook. I do live streaming on rumble. I started my own internet television channel on Roku TV called the Patriot podcast network, which we have to talk about and get your show on there. And I have about 25 different podcasts on there where you can just watch in your living room. And that's how I'm battling the censorship. I went into my pocket and I financed building a Roku uh, television station called the Patriot Podcast Network, which is free to download. Any Roku device, any smart uh, TV that's Roku compatible, you can just download Patriot Podcast Network and get all of these shows. And all of the shows that are on there, most of them are banned from YouTube or have real trouble on YouTube because of censorship. Whether it's talking about COVID or the jab or just election or just conservative values in general, which YouTube hates, they're, they're, they're going to keep censoring us. They're not going to stop. We have good news on a platform like Truth Social. They just finally got on the Google Play Store. They just so so that that's good news. That should increase the the uh, engagement there. It's it's always going to be difficult for us. They're not going to stop. I just had my Instagram page. It it hit eight thousand followers. I had no strikes. I had no nothing. I woke up one morning and it was gone. They deleted it. They gave me no warning. So it's we. I often say they're never going to silence me, Jerry. You know, they're going to have to put a bullet in my head to shut me up. I'm going to keep coming back no matter what. It doesn't matter. I'm that cockroach that you're not going to be able to get rid of. And, you know, unfortunately, you have members of Congress and with Democrat and both Republican, they want to they want to support legislation that they're going to allow media companies to lobby with big tech companies to see what content they're going to fund and allow on their platforms. This, again, is the way for the George Soros's of the world to control media by radio stations, by TV networks, and cut us all out. They want us off radio. They want us off social media because they know they're getting exposed. When Donald Trump became president, he exposed the deep state and the, and the swamp like no other. People started, I think, opening up their eyes in the Obama era, even during Bush, but they, 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 
once Donald Trump got in office, he really started amping up the the exposing of it all. And people are awake now. I have Democrats now that are, that are coming to me, Jerry, and saying, wow, I haven't voted. I, I've been voting Democrat 30, 40 years, and I, I'm not voting Democrat this year. And that tells you something when somebody hasn't voted for a Republican in 30, 40 years, and they're going to come out and vote for a Republican governor, a Republican member of Congress. It's like, wow. People are getting red pilled, as they want to call it, and waking up. So how do we fight the censorship? We just keep going. And it's inconvenient for people like us because we need social media. We use it as a tool. I despise Facebook, but it's my biggest tool that I use to get the message out. And I'm happy that when I when I have a video, I get thousands of people that watch. And it, it's great. It's humbling. Those people are unbelievable supporters. And when they're sharing your content, but at some point, they're going to come for me. And I, and I have to prepare myself to just, all right, I have to dust off and I got to start another account and do it again. It's just the way it's going. Yeah, you know, that's great. That That's exactly what we have to do. There, there's no other choice because I, I don't think that the left will ever stop. You know, they never they never uh, they never get defeated even partially and say, OK, maybe we need to compromise. Right. They they, they will go with the narrative. For example, I'm very passionate about the life issue. They'll they'll say blob of cells, uh, you know, it's nothing. And then when the science and evidence and everything proves it's not the case, they don't back away and say, well, OK, maybe we need to No, They take it even further and, and they do that on every single issue. They, they never admit defeat and compromise. And so we cannot compromise, period. You know, the Democrats are very good at they're very good and calculated at destroying everything in their path. And they, they do it well, whether it's their opponents, whether it's it's uh, Republican narrative, they stick together and they will push their nefarious narratives as far as they can go. And they're good at it. They're good at playing lawfare. They're good at raising money on, on, on crises, as exploiting every crisis out there. Never let, never let a good crisis go to waste. That's what the Democrats do. Take Roe v. Wade. You're very passionate about life. I, as I am, I am pro-life. Recently in D.C., I believe last week, uh, Breitbart covered it. There was a protest and there were pro-lifers there that were there and they were counter-protesters, uh, you know, pro-choice. The pro-choice women were going up to pro-life women saying, oh, look how pretty this one is. Maybe she should get raped so she can be forced to carry the baby. And the pro-lifer was like, I would carry that baby full term. They were wishing sexual violence against these pro-lifers. And that's the thing. The left is the side that promotes and incites violence. It's not the right, but they want to label us as domestic terrorists. They want to label us as extremists. We're not the ones going out trying to assassinate Supreme Court justices because they struck down Roe v. Wade, which I strongly believe, Jerry, that the Democrats are happy, actually, that Roe v. Wade was struck down and given back to the states because it has been one of their biggest biggest fundraisers for this election cycle that and they're using it tactfully it's just they're sick they're sick another thing with pro-life i just saw something today there was a deleted video boston children's hospital they say that children can know that they're transgender from the womb okay but wait a minute I thought the left was big on it's just a clump of cells and it's not a life inside the womb. Well, which one is it? Which one is it? 
It's amazing how they just put their foot in their mouth. And it, it just goes on and on from there. They were doing it at the January 6th hearing yesterday with putting their foot in their mouth every turn. Yeah. So that's a great segue into what uh, what I also wanted to talk about uh, since today and yesterday, I guess they were doing the January 6th. They were, I guess, concluding it. I don't even really know what they were doing. It's so annoying. I know the left is completely oblivious to the truth. Uh, Liz Cheney is a joke and has shown who she really is. Now they want to, they voted to subpoena Trump and he turns around and says, sure, I'd love to talk to you. I don't know that he ended up, he ended up well talking to them, but who knows? So what do you take with January 6th and the so-called insurrection with no weapons? (laughs) Well, the January 6th hearing yesterday was actually the first hearing I watched from beginning to end. And I suffered through it because Roger Stone, who is a very good friend of mine, we've become very close asked me to watch it and then come on his show and talk about it that day. And I did, and I couldn't believe the antics. And I'm glad I didn't have to suffer through the other ones that they had, whatever it was, seven or eight of them. But this one, I mean, from the start, it's such a bad Broadway production with the teleprompters and the script and the videos and the, and the, the amazing editing that they do. It really is with the, with the production, how fake it is. But what this committee really did is they proved that these elected members of Congress that sit on this committee Two of them are so-called Republicans, but they're really not. They think that the American people are so stupid and have zero intelligence and will actually believe the rhetoric that they're spewing. Unfortunately, there are those that are believing the rhetoric they're spewing. I was getting attacked on social media today, actually, when I was posting um, a video they were playing videos of Roger Stone talking about violence. They showed a video of him. It was him. He was walking with someone, and he they were wearing masks. And he, look, I think he was walking through an airport, and they were playing an audio clip. And he was saying, let's get right to the violence. They actually edited that video. That soundbite was released weeks earlier by CNN and MSNBC on something totally different. They took that soundbite, and they used it for that video. He was wearing a mask. That's not what he was saying. This is how manipulative that they are on the left and these these rhinos who want to willfully sabotage the GOP. You know, they they keep talking about evidence. This isn't a criminal hearing. This is some nonsense sham kangaroo committee that's having an investigation, they call it. The evidence. They're talking about information. They're talking about Americans posting on a on a on a conservative, a Donald Trump supporting forum, Donald dot, dot win or whatever it is about he, and now there were sick people on there talking about violence, but that doesn't mean that Donald Trump, Roger Stone, General Flynn, all of these people, Cash Patel are, are complicit in this, in this riot. They talk about how they were taking guns off of people at the world war two Memorial and this, this intersection and that intersection. But how come none of those names have been released? And are those people that were arrested sitting in the Washington, D.C. gulag with the January 6th defendants? Where are the arrest records? Because not one gun was was recovered inside the Capitol. They talk about people uh, refusing to go through the metal detectors, but they failed to show the video of when the Capitol Police was having people bypass the metal detectors, putting the visitor stickers on their chest. There's video of it. There's video of Roger Stone on January 5th 
denouncing violence. They won't play that. So again, it wasn't on prime time. It was at one o'clock in the afternoon. I would imagine less people watch that than watch CNN. And that's a, a low number. <laughs> yeah, it is. But it's, it's a joke. This is only for the fear and the desperation that Democrats have of the big bad orange man, Donald Trump, running again in 2024. It is, a, it is right here, less than a month away from the midterms. It is another smear campaign against Republicans because all of these Trump endorsed America first candidates that won their primaries because Trump endorsed them are now hopefully a lot of them are going to move forward and win the general and the left is in desperation mode. You can smell the desperation in the air in DC. It is sick. There is nothing to this. This is a, a big nothing burger is what this January 6th hearing is. Yeah, I, I'm not sure there has been an anything burger so far i mean we had the trump colluded with russia not true <laughs> and everyone saying it knew it wasn't true right. we had the you you phone call with the ukrainian president uh, that was in inconsequent it was a joke it was laughable he's impeached he was impeached again for you know rhetoric on january 6th as they call it uh you know absurdity and and they are desperate to get rid of this guy and to Trump's credit, he's hanging in there. He's a fighter. And that's why when some people say, well, you know, Trump, he's divisive against people. I said, yeah, maybe. But we need this guy. We need someone who fights like this. And I don't know of anyone. I mean, I could name, you know, DeSantis certainly comes. You look at Marjorie Taylor Greene. You look at uh, Jim Jordan. You look at people like that. Those are fighters. I don't see many in the Republican Party, though. No, I, I'll agree with that. I will say, though, and I say this on my show a lot, that one man is not going to save this country and that it's we the people that are going to save this country. And 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 Donald Trump is somebody who, I mean, let's face it, he is the leader of the Republican Party. There's no doubt about it. And he will remain the leader of the Republican Party until he does not want to be leader of the Republican Party anymore. And people like Mitch McConnell, Kevin McCarthy, who uh, Lindsey Graham, who affectionately called Lady G, they hate the fact that Donald Trump has so much power in the Republican Party. And they all hate him. They all backstab him. You know, as uh, we... Listen, Donald Trump, I think, is going to run for president in 2024. He made a comment, I believe, today or last night that he has a – and uh, very soon he has a 2024 announcement coming that everyone is going to love, he says. I want to see him win. I want to see him get his other four years that he was robbed of in, in 2020. But he's not going to fix this country in those four years. I want him not, – not to call him a space holder. He can do a lot. He can do a lot in four years, and I hope that Ron DeSantis runs in 2028 and that we can continue the America First agenda and getting us back to where we need to be, energy dependent, uh, energy independent rather, and, and other freedoms that we know the left is trying to erode and take from us to keep in place. You know, I tell people elections are coming. We get our people in there and they win, but the fight isn't over because now those people that we gave jobs to, we have to keep our foot on their neck to make sure that they're actually doing what we put them in power to do, defend and defend and uphold the Constitution and, and defend and represent us in Congress to tyrannical government because that's what our government has become. As far as the, uh, the, uh, the subpoena, you know, Elections again are coming, and then the change of, of Congress is going to happen in January. Now, to get a subpoena out and get it in 
get him in there before midterms, I don't see happening. I also see that his his uh, legal team, I'm sure, will probably put some sort of delay on it. Listen, if it's up to Donald Trump, he'd fly to D.C. tomorrow on Trump Force One and get in there and run his mouth. I don't think that's the best option, and I think his uh, his legal team will advise him, you know, the right thing to do. Now, when it comes the midterms in January comes Liz Cheney, Adam Kinzinger, those two are gone. They're not on the committee anymore. They're not members of Congress. Will the GOP or will will they will Congress enforce that subpoena now? Or or is this just again all for show? Oh my God, they 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 subpoenaed Donald J. Trump for records and, and testimony under oath. On the flip side, I think it would be the best reality TV show of seeing Donald Trump testifying in front of the January 6th committee because I don't think they would be able to handle him. And mm. that would probably be the best ratings that any congressional oh, hearing no. has ever gotten in American history. Oh, absolutely. It would be. It would be. I could I could just imagine it. And and it would be fun. You're right. It would absolutely be fun. Do you think that there's going to be some type of uh uh, you know, as, as they say, the October surprise and, you know, something that's going to the Democrats are going to try to do to at least lessen the severity, because I, I don't think it's a guarantee that that the Republicans win the Senate. I think no. that's that's very iffy. We might win a couple seats or whatever, but I don't know that we'll win the majority. I don't think we're going to see a big majority in the Senate. And if we do see one, it's going to be very slim. Now, I had high hopes of the of the House with, you know, 50 plus seats. And I don't know where I sit right now. Uh, I know that there are the the GOP themselves. They are concerned about House uh, House seats. Why they're pulling funding from some campaigns and putting it in others, where where they thought they were going to get forty to fifty seats flipped, where now they're looking. I've heard numbers as low as fifteen to twenty. Now I don't know polls are polls. I'm hoping that we get thirty or more seats in the House flipped from red to, uh, from blue to red. But again, I think we will get the House back. I'm not confident on the Senate. But getting the House is great. If we got a slim majority in the Senate is great. Unfortunately, we still don't hold the executive branch. So it's still going to be a lot of deadlocks, a lot of fighting, and, and not much going on in, in, in the means of, of helping us, the American people. But it, it's a start. Uh, unfortunately, we're probably going to see Kevin McCarthy, a Speaker of the House, which I often say when he becomes Speaker of the House, we still lose. But in the hopes that enough America First candidates do win and can push him and there's some sort of pressure, maybe that will change things. I wish Kevin McCarthy was not going to be Speaker of the House if they if the uh, Republicans do get the majority, which they will, but I, I just my gut tells me that Kevin McCarthy is the next Speaker of the House when the Republicans have control. Yeah, yeah, the, and that's too bad. We need we need uh, stronger people in those leadership positions. That's for sure. That's for sure. So, uh, so yeah. So no, no, necessarily October surprise or would it be? I, I was thinking maybe something with Ukraine and Russia to scare people. I, I don't know. So I was talking about this on a show not too long ago. Um, an October surprise might be, you know, Joe Biden mentioned that we have, we have such a high risk of of an of Armageddon, you know. And then I joked and said, "Well, if there's going to be a nuclear strike, I hope they're as inclusive and diverse as how they want to give out the federal aid to the people in Florida from Hurricane Ian." Will the nuclear strikes be inclusive and diverse too? That's yeah. my big question. But listen, I had somebody say, "Hey." 
What if they turn around in the week of elections, the day before elections, all of a sudden that the, the nuke sirens are going off, there's a nuclear war, or a nuclear threat, and they try to shut down the elections. I think there would be big problems if that happens. And, and you, you, you may see some uprising. I hope none of that happens. The big thing I was wondering if they're going to try to do before the midterms is actually get the DOJ because of Mar-a-Lago as some sort of fraudulent and ridiculous indictment on Donald Trump, which I have also said that if they do indict uh, Donald Trump, um, I think he's going to use that indictment in his favor because that's how clever he is. And he's very tactful in that way. And I think almost, I honestly, I think the indictment would blow up in their face and would galvanize the GOP base and they'd probably pull more votes out for candidates if the DOJ turned around and indicted Donald Trump before the midterms. Wouldn't be surprised. I, I yeah, and I think I think there what you said about the elections. I think they there's no question in my mind that there were serious serious problems with uh, the 2020 election without question when you when you look at the evidence, the facts, the the smoke as they say where there's smoke there's fire, there's a ton of smoke. Uh, and, uh, I think that's the desire of the left. They don't want, uh, elections. They don't want them. They just yeah. want to be in power. And I think that's why they want illegals to vote. They want to get rid of IDs is they want to make it easy, easy to, uh, to cheat in their, in their minds. Uh, so gosh, we're, we're coming to an end. So I definitely want to talk about, so you have the, the Patriot cigar company and uh and you and i set up a, a promo code with uh with my name for if you're a cigar smoker so tell us were you always in in did, tell me about that i i wasn't sure the back so no i I've, I've haven't been in the cigar industry as a as a seller uh for at all actually that just started i've i've been a avid cigar smoker and collector since i'm 19 years old i mean i have a walk-in humidor in my house it just has a, a, exploded as an obsession for me because it's a way that I can relax and take that hour and a half it takes to smoke a cigar or longer just to, just to, it's almost like a, a meditation. You know, I, I joke around, Steve Harvey coined it, cigars are my yoga. And so I had, I had become friends with a lot of people in the industry and I says, you know what, it's time. I've always wanted to have my own cigar, my own cigar line in business it took a long time to get it going between the blends and the testing and what I wanted and who I was working with and factories in Nicaragua and, and all sorts of moving parts in between. But with all of that, the Patriot Cigar Company was born. And then when I decided to do it, be more so because I'm in the podcasting world, is you look at Mike Lindell and my pillow. He sponsors your show, he sponsors my show. We all have our affiliate codes, and it's great because what we it's a it, affiliate marketing is a, is a great marketing strategy. So I, I want to be the Mike Lindell of cigars with people like your show and other shows with the promo codes. And, you know, again, just to, to the, the cigar, the cigar lifestyle brings people together. I've smoked cigars with liberals, Democrats talking politics. And I'll tell you, I think the only reason it was a, a, a civil conversation was because we were all smoking and enjoying cigars and we all were there for that reason. And and just, we were able to disagree, 
where I believe if those cigars were not in the mix, we'd be trying to tear each other's throats out. So that's where, you know, my Patriot cigars came about. I use promo code Jerry, say 15% off. Actually, Jerry, soon you're going to be getting your own vanity link, which will be coming soon, working on that this weekend. So big things coming for Patriot cigars. And thanks for for shows like yours that, that, that promote it. Please, if you're into cigars, these are premium handmade cigars, aged tobacco, minimum age, three years. They come out of Esteli, Nicaragua. I worked so hard on the blends and I couldn't just pick one. So I ended up releasing four and they really are. They're, they're, they're amazing, amazing cigars. Yeah, that's really great. I, I, every time I, my grandfather smoked cigars and just the smell of cigars, just always me reminds me of him and it was the easy birthday and father's day gift for him and christmas quite frankly that's all everyone got and we have gift cards too which have been selling like crazy so if people out there know someone that likes cigars and i don't know what kind of cigars to get them get the gift card because they'll come and they'll 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 pick what they want absolutely and it's a patriot cigars uh the patriot cigar company.com it's mypatriotcigars.com yes yeah sorry yep mypatriotcigars.com yep Please go there if you if again if you're looking for yourself or for a friend uh, a gift that that it's uh, definitely support not only a great cigar but a great company a patriotic company uh, you definitely need to do that so where can people listen to your show and watch you said you're live on on Facebook and the like yeah so I I'm on all audio platforms Apple Podcasts iHeartRadio everything like that I'm also my Facebook is the Great Divide 1776 I'm over there live Mondays Wednesdays Fridays and Saturday mornings I am on Rumble I'm on CloudHub uh, like I said I'm on the Patriot Podcast Network on Roku TV but uh, you just Google the Great Divide podcast with Alan Jacoby and everywhere I am it'll it'll be there I've I'm on I'm on platforms I didn't even know I was on. I guess they just decide to throw my show on there. But yeah, just you can again find me. And if you're if you follow me on Facebook at the Great Divide 1776, uh, that's where my big audience is, where I do lives. And there's you know I I interact with the chat throughout the entire show, and we always have a good time. Good, absolutely. So please check him out. Go to uh, Alan Jacoby. You just hit your name or the Great Divide podcast. The Great uh, Divide podcast. Uh, yeah, the Great Divide podcast with Alan Jacoby. You Google it and you'll find me everywhere. Excellent. Thanks so much, Alan. Appreciate you coming on and sharing your thoughts. Really great thoughts, by the way. And great show. Great cigars. Uh, doing uh, fantastic so- stuff. So uh, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thanks, Jerry. I appreciate you having me on. Absolutely. And thank all of you for listening to this episode of Fide's podcast with Alan Jacoby. Please listen to all my podcasts on all the different podcast apps on YouTube, Rumble, on Frank Speech, and on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on RightAmericaMedia.com. So thank you again, and we'll see you next time. I know.